Good morning. This is still recording, and it's really early. It's way too <laughs> early. I'm Tony Hannity's. And I'm Quinton McKinnon. Man, hey, I, I do, uh, I do want to say thanks, Quinn, for for continuing to forge on and want to do these weekly as as most uh, uh, actively as possible. But yeah, this is this is too early, even for me. So, <laughs> so, so we might we might get a little delirious. I don't know about you, but I might get a little delirious. Sounds good to me. One thing I wanted to ask you about, and I was so dumb because last week after I was editing the podcast, this piece of news came out, and I said to myself, "What the hell's wrong with me?" I saw this, and I wanted to talk about it, and I completely forgot about it. So Elon Musk has this boring company which is build which is digging a tunnel um underground for underground transportation uh carriages if you will um but as a marketing gimmick he's selling flamethrowers you heard about this i've heard of neither of these things i was gonna say boring company that's not boring at all but i mean flamethrowers are exciting <laughs> too yeah so we we can come back to the boring company part of it which is it's really cool if you look at the uh the the concept drawings and animations of what he wants to do but basically on a whim on twitter like he does he said that uh when the when the uh apocalypse zombie apocalypse comes something to the effect when the zombie apocalypse comes, you want to be, you know, you want to be ready. You want to have a, have a flamethrower. I'm going to sell flamethrowers. This isn't real, like is it? A few, a few hours later, you can buy flamethrowers. They have sold 50,000 flamethrowers. Not the, uh, not 50,000 flamethrowers, sorry. Uh, 20,000 flamethrowers at $500 a piece. I... I... I get some sort of inkling feeling that this is not real. This is very real. This is not me trying to pull wool over your eyes and make you believe everything that's on the internet is real when it's not. But this, my friend, is very, very real. Um, the law says that as long as it as the flame doesn't go past a certain distance, which I think is a few yards or something... It's legal to own. Oh, so it's, it's not, not like military grade. Ass, right, exactly. So it's not going to be like that from like World War II or World War Z, which I just watched last night again. Um, but it's going to be kind of a short range, short burst of a flamethrower. But the flamethrower itself is white. And on the side of it, it says the Boring Company. It has the Boring Company's logo. I mean... All these company, all these things that he's doing, is like on a whim. I mean, it must be kind of fun to just kind of throw money at whatever you think will actually work. Like, oh, hey, you know what'd be really fun? Let's make a company that sells flamethrowers, and then call it the Boring <laughs> Company. Some of the things that he's done just in the past year. Just in the past year. What about yesterday? Well, yeah, we'll get to that. But just some of the things he's done in the past year uh, that he's proclaimed first on Twitter 
and then actually goes out and does it. He's got some balls, man. He's he's uh, he's got money too. I get it, but if you think about it, for if, if we're being truly honest, his companies aren't turning a profit. So he's really just using the money that he's recouped from other investments and other you know other successes from the past. But like SpaceX, no profit. The Boring Company, no profit. Tesla, no profit. Uh, you know, and I mean, I, I know it takes years for these particular companies because they're very future forward thinking to recoup a profit, but he's just, you know, he wakes up one day and says, you know, I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a, a battery farm and, uh, in the middle of Nevada to build Tesla batteries at a cheaper rate. And then, a, you know, a year later it freaking happens. Well, I guess he's just trying to build his rapport at this point then. Um, not to say he doesn't have one, but he must be trying to build that relationship and being like, no, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something, whether it's building a battery farm or their electricity. Yeah. Their, their electricity problem. Yeah. No, all of that is just, it's amazing the where he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. And you know what? This isn't just a saying, this isn't something that I'm going to talk to them about. Hey, do you want it done? Yes. Great. I'll be there at five. I mean, it's it's actually very refreshing to have a person in his position with all the money. And for the most part, when he says he's going to do something, it gets done. Now, interestingly, with Tesla, it's not going very well to scale. Because now that Tesla is a much bigger thing than its first, you know, first line of uh, Model S's and, of course, the, the original Roadster, now there's, like, delays upon delays because so many people want Teslas more than, I think, even Musk really planned for that people are having to wait almost a year beyond what they expected to wait when they pre-ordered the Model 3. And that's going into the new trucks and the the new Roadster. But hey, that freaking Roadster did something that most cars can't say they, they've ever done, which is go into space. <laughs> most cars? You mean no other cars? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, except for that lunar pod that they had, uh, you know, driving around on the moon. Uh, oh, well... Yeah, yeah. If most, you want to count that, most traditional four-wheeled vehicles, if not ninety-nine point nine nine nine, you know, continuous, have never gone into space. But spaceman and his roadster have. For those of you who don't know, uh, just yesterday they launched a heavy payload spaceship. And inside said heavy payload spaceship was a mannequin sitting inside a Tesla Roadster that they are, if I remember correctly, planning on crashing into uh, Mars. Yep. Yeah, but it was did a couple passes on the Earth, which gave for some great photography uh, before it started losing the connection from its feed. I mean, it's uncanny. Like, it's it's unbelievable. That that idea alone was also very last minute. He's like, you know, it'd be fun. Let's see if we can do this. 
and he freaked. Oh yeah, I remember that. He's he's like, it'd be fun to do this, and everyone's like, oh ha ha, and he's like, no, but really, yeah, like, but really, we're gonna we're, do this. We're doing this. It's like, do you, do you understand the the cost, the you know the weight to cost ratio that this is going to impose? Like, eh, we can do it. That's fine. Not a big deal. It's fine. Just do it. <laughs> and it worked. You know, my favorite my favorite comment that I've read on that whole thing is as it's passing the final pass in front of Earth, they should have had the foresight to throw a a little like actuator in the arm so the arm would give like a thumbs up or a wave oh my God, as yeah. it <laughs> like starts losing signal. Just confuse everyone for at least a few minutes that of like, wait, <laughs> is that, is that real? <laughs> um, I, no, it was, it was something that I, when I was reading it, like you about the other story, I thought, oh God, freaking clickbait. Someone's photoshopped, uh, you know, something inside the space capsule. I mean, Musk wouldn't be that still. Oh my God. He's that <laughs> It's that crazy. <laughs> He's that crazy. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy to even fathom like how much money that would have costed just to do that. And it's funny because they don't. If I remember correctly, they don't spend anything on like like PR and um, you know getting commercials going and stuff. Like no, no none of their money is spent on that. It's just all word of mouth and the fact that they do insane things and stick to said insane things. I, you know, I hadn't heard that, that, um, that factoid before, but it seems very probable. I've, I've, I've never, I've personally never seen any kind of marketing ads. I mean, one could argue that this alone is a marketing gimmick because a Tesla inside a SpaceX capsule while those two companies have the same man at the helm, so to speak, they're, they're, you know, they're not funded by each other, right? It's not a subsidiary. SpaceX is not a subsidiary of Tesla. So you could argue that, you know, in a way it's, this is just a huge ad for Tesla. At least this particular por- por- uh, portion of it is just a huge ad for Tesla, um, but it all really depends on where the where the money is coming from to get that all set up. Um, but you're right. I mean, per- but but they learned stuff from this. They oh, this yeah. wasn't just like just to do like the thing is, is there's always a reasoning behind what he does like. They launched this roadster into space, but they also wanted to learn something. They wanted to know, you know, how the ship would act and like a bunch of other stuff from this heavy payload. And they're like, hey, you know what? Why don't we just launch a car? Like, we have to launch something heavy. Like, let's do something other than concrete. I think right there's, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. The, the end result you know, whether it be altruistic or not, the end result is going to be something where the scientists uh, within Tesla as well as within SpaceX are going to say, okay, well, this extra, you know, few thousand pounds or ton or whatever uh, caused the Falcon to do this. And maybe in the future, you know, we can learn from that in this way or another. 
I'm just saying that there's no like, like from a marketing standpoint, if you follow the money, there might not be a direct correlation between the two companies, but it seems, um, it seems very obvious that this is also just another way to get the name Tesla, if not the name Musk, into the shared collective consciousness of everybody that has an internet connection. Yeah, I think they, they're doing it smart. Instead of spending their money on marketing, they just uh, do stuff like this. And they're like, hey, <laughs> this this works out for us. Well, you- immediate, immediate return on investment. Yeah. And get some cool... Uh, Get some cool ad ad space in space. Well, do you do you know his marketing platform? Do you know what marketing platform that he uses? I think you've heard of it. It's called Twitter. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like Donald Trump. And I don't want to get political, but when Donald Trump says something, everybody hears about it, even if you don't follow politics. Musk says something, everybody hears about it, even if you don't follow anything in in the tech news. Even if all you care about is foodies. And cute pictures of dogs in shoes, because you know they're out there. Somehow Musk is going to come down your chimney, or not chimney, what, what the word, uh, your, your time stream. Feed? Your feed, yes, your feed. Or maybe your chimney. I don't know, maybe he'll be Santa Claus. He's a Santa Claus I mean, we, we have. He wouldn't be the worst Santa Claus to have. No, not at all. <laughs> So this Sunday, something amazing happened. Um, we finally got the trailer for Star Wars, uh, Star Wars movie, the the Han Solo solo movie. See, see what I did there? See, you know, I'm by himself. I'm solo. <laughs> yeah, I'm cringing over that, but I'm honestly mad that I saw that. Yeah, yeah, you, you're happy. You know, you're happy. No, no, I did not want to see it at all. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. Wait, you didn't want to see the solo movie? Or my pun? No, I didn't want to see the trailer. You did not want to see the trailer? Negative. Why not? I don't like watching trailers for movies that I'm genuinely excited for. Um, Uh, It's something that I learned a while back is not watching the trailer and waiting waiting for the movie to, to release. So, like... The Last Jedi, I didn't watch a single trailer, nothing at all, had no expectations other than I knew, you know, a few images that had, you know, been posted online or something. So I saw an image here and there, but no actual moving sequence of events. And I gotta say, man, like that, that's the way to do it, in my opinion. You get so much more, you have no expectations out of it, you don't know, like, any sort of plot or anything. Like, literally the only thing I'd ever seen is... Um, Luke standing in the, the, this is from the trailer, so it's not really spoilers, but it's Luke standing as a silhouette and he's like, the Jedi must go away. And that's all I knew. And I was like, okay, that's kind of makes sense from the name of the movie. But right. other than that, like I had no idea. And it was, it was awesome. Cause you don't know anything of what's going to happen. You have no expectations of scenes that are going to show up and being like, oh, okay, well I saw you know, Chewie in the trailer. So when does Chewie show up? Like no idea at all. It was great. It was amazing. And I love doing movies like that. And I saw the trailer and I was like, is at first I honestly, 
I thought it was a car commercial. I was like, oh dear, they're using Star Wars for some car or something. And then it kept going with Star Wars. I was like, wait a second, this is, this is something new. They wouldn't waste new material on any sort of car. So, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what, do you, do you like trailers? Like, I do. I I agree with your point. I think not having seen the trailers for some movies and then finally seeing them definitely adds a little bit more value to the movie because then I'm not looking for the things that I've seen in the trailer. Um, and especially for movies like uh, Rogue One where they have a bunch of stuff in the trailers that did not get put into the movie you're kind of expecting certain scenes and when they don't show up you're not disappointed but you're also you know consciously like what what happened to that scene you know and it kind of kind of takes you away from just enjoying the movie for what it is but (laughs) i follow quite a few um trailer and trailer uh, synopsis and commentary style YouTube channels. So, especially on Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, sorry, on the big game Sunday. <laughs> um, it it was it was a little hard for me not to traverse my YouTube stream and not get, um, I guess. Uh, not get tempted to to at least watch the trailer once and then of course i think it's the nerdist uh yeah the nerdist they they already had like um a synopsis of like top five things that you missed in the han solo trailer that might be extremely crucial to the to the movie or to the franchise and I was like, well, I shouldn't watch this, but I've already clicked on it, so I'll, I'll go ahead and watch it. <laughs> I shouldn't watch watch this, but my fing- yeah, <laughs> my I, brain says no, but my fingers say yes. My body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, it was the same thing with the Ready Player One trailer, because I, so I have so much high expectations, so very, very high expectations for this movie, because I love the book. I uh, I really do like what what uh, how Klein created this this fake world of nostalgia, but I wanted to see the trailer to see what they could fit in. And before I keep talking about it, I know you've read the book, right? Um, I have not. Oh, I thought you have. I'm sorry. Um, was this a movie that? You're you're you have high expectations for you haven't seen the trailer or you've already seen. The trailer? I I'm trying to think. I think I've seen the trailer. Okay. And I didn't quite get it. Ah. Well, I'll well I'll talk to you about it later, uh, off the show. Um, but um, the the one of the big aspect. It's not a huge aspect, but one of the one aspect that hits home to me in the book are the references to Star Wars. And because this is being uh, this movie's being made by Spielberg by a non-Disney company, they can't have any Star Wars references. Which it doesn't kill the movie, 
but it just makes me miss it because there's a few things, a few times in the book where there's references to Star Wars and, and the Death Star and an X-Wing. And from what I can see in the trailer, nothing Star Wars related is there because, once again, it's not a Disney movie. Now, what could really be awesome is that if Disney and Spielberg were to come to some sort of financial licensing agreement and they put at least one X-Wing in the background and they don't tell us about it until the movie launches, that would be awesome. That would be cool. But knowing how the movie industry is, they're probably not going to do that. So, I mean, on the flip side of things, if they can get Family Guy Star Wars... This this doesn't seem like too far of a stretch. It's not no, this, I was, like that was Disney, Disney doesn't love it. money. That was before Disney bought it. It's true, but still though, like they they still want money. They still love money. If you can't tell, they love to push that money button with that is Star Wars. They love control. And of the if IP, they, though. that's true. I get your point. I I understand. I mean. They have they they license Disney stuff to stupid things all the time. I get it, but I think in the in the on the on the silver screen they're a lot more stingy about it. Yeah, now I'm trying to think. Last time I heard a Star Wars reference in a movie. Yeah, I can't think of one off off offhand either. Yeah, the other thing that comes to mind is what defines a reference. What defines the point where, like, it's copyright infringement or. You know something detrimental like that. Like when, when do we say like, okay, yeah, no, you need you need to stop. That's when we get into not not copyright law necessarily, but partially copyright law, and then the right to parody, because that's that's why like you like for example, Weird Al or a bunch of YouTube channels can have parody songs because you're allowed to parody a song, um, but you're not. You know, but then w- what makes it a parody versus a cover? And what are you doing with the Star Wars reference? Are you quoting it exactly? And are you making fun of it? Uh, are you making fun of Disney through through it at all? Like it's, I would hate to be a lawyer <laughs> in, <laughs> right now. Try to sit there and figure all this out. Because there's so much. Like there's so, people are like, like it, it goes back to uh, one of the examples I, I can think of is, there was that fan based Star Trek movie. There was it was it was a fan created Star Trek movie that was actually getting Kickstarter funding. It was getting to to a point that was being very well produced for a budget movie, and it was understood that this is a fan created movie. This is not made by Paramount. You know, J.J. Abrams, Abrams or Gene, the Roddenberry family had nothing to do with this. But it was an homage to the TV show and movies that we loved growing up. We understood this. And the freaking guys behind Star Trek, which I think it was CBS. CBS owns the rights to the Star Trek. Shut the movie down. It wasn't going, it wasn't going to fill theater. It wasn't going to DVD. It was just going to be this online thing that you could just watch, maybe pay for it to watch it. But they shut it down. Cease and desist. And it's like, we can't do the things that we love anymore. Why? Like, that's... That's crazy. 
Like, were they getting too big for their britches, or... I don't know. I I know that, like, they... There was some dispute about them using something, and then they... Everything was fine, and then... I think what happened was uh, somehow one of the executives of CBS caught wind that this was going on. And I don't want to speak out of turn without knowing the full details, but everything was fine. And then somebody at CBS caught wind that something was going on. And uh, they talked with the, the, the guys that were making the movie and everything seemed fine. And then one day they got, you know, they basically got the letter to, to, to not release it. And so it's not released. I don't even know if they fully made it or what, but I can't find it anywhere. I've looked, believe me. Um, you probably got to know people to see it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but going back to how this awesome and riveting conversation started, um, the seeing trailers and not seeing trailers, uh, is there any other trailer of a movie coming up that you want to try and stay away from as much as possible? I'm trying to think if there's any movies coming out. I'm not the biggest uh, film buff in the world. I'm, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't even know what's coming out right now. Yeah, if you had asked me the exact same question, I would pretty much say the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm um, except for Deadpool two, I'm I'm really looking. Oh, to that to you that. know what? Yes, yes, Deadpool two. And Infinity War. Those two Marvel um, things. I'm looking very much forward to those. Okay, yeah. No, there are movies that I am excited (laughs) for, and that is definitely, definitely Deadpool 2. You're like, I take it back. I found something. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got to say, that movie looks so good in 4K HDR. So good. Oh, stop bragging. (laughs) um yeah i i i don't know if you want to but there is a they don't really call it a trailer it's 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 more of a teaser trailer to the trailer where they introduce cable and i think we all knew who who uh who was going to play Cable, if you follow the news, but um, seeing it in... Who's Cable? Oh, so he's this guy in the Marvel Universe who I think, I mean, originally I was introduced to Cable through the X-Men, and he's he's a character that is actually from the future, but they have time traveling capabilities. And so I don't know how he's going to factor into this. He has time traveling capabilities. Ryan Reynolds makes fun of him in the trailer, which is great. I can't wait. Yeah, I haven't seen that trailer. I saw the first like teaser snippet that they had in movie theaters yeah. for like a month or so when they first wanted to announce the movie. But when, when he's changing in the phone booth. Yeah. Yeah. When he's changing at <laughs> the phone booth. Um, but other than that, like, I have not seen anything. Did you see, it wasn't a trailer, but 
I guess it was kind of another teaser. It was a Bob Ross-esque teaser where Deadpool is painting, but he's talking like he's Bob Ross. Negative. Okay. So just make a note. You can watch it now or later. If you watch it now, it's not giving anything of the movie away because it's, it's, it's very much a literal teaser. Um, so I think, I think you'd be safe to watch that. It's great. It's, it's wonderful. You know, well, there's, there is one other movie though that I am kind of interested in and I don't know if this is entirely real. I believe it is, is, um, there's supposed to be a movie about, uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I heard about that too. I, I haven't looked it up, but, uh, one of the other podcasts that I that I was able to finally get back to listening to, they they mentioned it, and I I was pretty excited when I heard that. And uh, they're having what Tom Hanks play him? Yeah. As long as nothing bad comes out about him, I think we're gonna be fine. Oh my goodness! I'm twenty seventeen. So- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring that up, but every one of like you know these people that are that play wholesome, sometimes very wholesome characters are not so wholesome in real life. And it sucks. And it pisses me off that they're freaking animals. Um, But yeah, no, Mr. Rogers. I'm very, very excited about that, man. I listened to a podcast that, that talked about Mr. Rogers and like his upbringing and why he did what he wanted to do and how his, how his goal wasn't, you know, just to be on TV and and whatnot. It was extremely altruistic. It was fueled by, it was very much fueled by religion, which is fine. But this is somebody that didn't push it on people, in, and he just used his faith to be so positive that everybody would smile when when that TV show when you first saw the intro of the little trolley, like everything else, no care in the world didn't matter. Mr. Rogers was on and I loved it. You know, I think he was the, one of the few, if not the only person that if you said my, my hero is someone from TV, that there was someone that was respectable. Like some people are like, Oh yeah, I have, I have role models and it's like, who? Oh, it's these, these, reality TV show family on TV. And it's like, no, 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 stop. You're embarrassing yourself and everyone around you. But Mr. Rogers was one of the only people that you could say, like Mr. Rogers was my role model and people be like, okay, yeah. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) I mean, he, uh, like, it was it was very interesting to listen to I, I highly recommend that you listen to this podcast and um for those who also want to listen to it, it's it's the podcast is called um uh, Part Time Genius and the article or rather the, the title of the podcast that um that they talk about Mr. Rogers, um if I can find it really quickly in the nick of time was called um I can't find it, but it had something to do with Mr. Rogers. 
I'm it's called leave it in the show notes. Oh, no, November 22nd <laughs> was Mr. Rogers, the best neighbor ever. And it was probably the best podcast ever that they, that these two guys did, but I will leave it in the show notes um, for you guys. And um, yeah, no, it's, I, I'm excited for uh, this, this upcoming movie. And according to CNN, the movie is called you are my friend. How very matching of them. So, Olympics. It's it's here. It's it's literally around the corner. Winter Olympics um over in uh South Korea. Are are you uh an Olympic kind of guy? Do you watch? Are you going to watch? Do you care? Um I usually like will hear about the highlights. I don't actively sit there and watch what's going on. But I'll see, you know, what if anything happened that was cool or something, I'll watch that. But I don't actively sit there and watch the Olympics now. I'm not a big sports guy. Like, I can't even get into, like, esports gaming. I was like, okay, maybe maybe my thing is something I can more relate to and right. more appreciate. Um, let me try esports, and I tried to get into that for a little while, and just it does not hold my interest whatsoever. Um, being at sporting events kind of works. Like if I go to something, then I can give a little more care and see what's going on. But like watching stuff on TV or streaming or whatever just does not hold my interest whatsoever. I'm just, I just get so bored. So, and not to say anything, not to say anything against sports or any of that like if that's your thing go for it but goodness gracious don't make me sit there for hours watching it it sounds like you you would more enjoy either watching it in person or actually actively being involved but you're not into sports like into actually getting into sports yourself so um right but like to give you an idea on this on the winter sports like i'd i'd love to learn to go skiing rather than just watch someone ski the other question that comes up is i was having this discussion with my wife the other day um what are your thoughts on esports of sports so you know electronic sports on xbox or whatever of stuff like madden or Mm. fifa well i've actually watched a couple of madden and fifa broadcasts um i think it was back in the 360 days when i think it was mtv they had like a like a special on the madden world championships and they followed these uh three gamers around um and their life their their story about how they became so good and so um active and well-known throughout the the Madden esports world and you know their their rise to fame in that and then I watch I I've, I've watched a couple of you know it was it last week or so the the FIFA match that they switched from PlayStation to um to Xbox I the, that was on <laughs> that whole issue that whole was issue. amazing <laughs> well I I watched some of the I watched some uh, some highlights that that um cuz I don't think they televised I can't find any televised but some people put put up their own like their own uh 
video of it. And uh, I think it's cool. I think it's, you know, it's, it's, while it's not, you know, actual players on the field, it's, Knowing how difficult Madden and FIFA can be, especially against the human and not AI, uh, it still takes a huge amount of skill to be able to, you know, continuously dominate over another another human being, even if it mm. is digital. Yeah, I I uh, didn't have opinion, you know, either way about it. I just honestly didn't know how a sports person sports fan would feel about it and so i defer to you (laughs) yeah i mean i as a sports fan when i hear the word esports and i hear what it is it sounds ludicrous right like wait so i am going to a stadium where they have actual sporting events where people get up in you know, uniforms and this and that, and they sweat blood and tears to score goals and to score points. But instead of seeing teams, men or women, do this, I'm going to see just a few guys sitting in chairs staring at TVs while we watch them do it on a big TV. That seems ludicrous. But when you actually watch it, even if you don't know what the hell's going on, it's so invigorating. Like I, I've watched a few Dota matches. I don't, I don't play Dota. I don't know, like I don't even know remember what Dota stands for. But what I do know is that Same. it's awesome. You could tell me now; it's fine. But it's it's freaking awesome to watch, especially with the right commentator. And I think that's the other thing that makes make, makes it a little bit better uh, for esports is that if the color commentary is really good, if they have a really good chemistry between the two or the three that are talking. Um, it, it, it definitely, uh, for me at least, it definitely helps the enjoyment level, um, go up. You know, I remember back in like 2011, uh, Call of Duty was doing this thing called Friday Night Fights. And what they were trying to do as far as I could tell was just promote the game while promoting... I don't know what to call them, like esports, but not like actual esport teams. Like they'd get people who would be good for a TV personality and pit them against each other. And so, like to be on the on the show, not only did you have to have skill, but you had to be interesting. Um. <laughs> But I just remember this one match and watching this one match where there was two teams and one of them had like no, they had all personality, no skill. And the other team had personality and skill. And the the no skill team was just getting murked, like just so bad. And I remember specifically in one instance when you knew it was just bad was the point when the one of the guys started holding the controller behind his back and still beating them. <laughs> oh my god! Like that's pretty just bad. insult to injury status. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that was in the way early days of esports, if I remember correctly. So, 
did 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 watching that because I know you said you're not a huge fan of esports, like, but knowing how these gamers, like, what they go through, because you have a lot of skill. Knowing, oh that, well, thanks, man. Well, you do. I mean, it's 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 not opinion; it's fact. I mean, Microsoft before you even got this job, Microsoft featured one of your f- uh, f- uh, Titanfall clips of shooting a guy in the most awesomest of ways. I mean. You know, not everybody gets that honor. So yeah, you're 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 really good. So when you see other players be really good in their realm in Call of Duty or whatever, doesn't that make watching it that much more I guess like you said earlier, relatable? Or is it still not like do you still feel like looking from the outside in is not as as enjoying? Um, it it's, I don't know what it is, honestly. It's just something about, like, the teams. It's something about just the whole of it is just not super entertaining, especially since I play a lot of those games. Like, the only the only streams that I'd watch is games that I play, and then watching those streams, I'd rather just play them myself. And do you feel like that because you feel like you could do better? Or you feel like... No, it's just, like... Yeah, like I watch the stream and I watch them playing and I'm like, you know what sounds better than this is doing it. And I've got it right here. I could do it right now. I mean, I can see that. There's there's definitely been a few instances where I'm watching a game like like uh like Skate 3 and I'm watching this kid who's a third my age do these amazing tricks and I'm like I could do that too and I you know basically turn off my computer run to my Xbox and I can't do half of the tricks but so I I can definitely see where that comes into play but I don't know for me I I always kind of made fun of the idea of uh I always kind of made fun of the idea of watching people play but the esport fact where you're you know you're watching with other people and the commentary is almost just like a regular sporting event i just found it to be really really intriguing i do like how they do the whole uh commentary and everything that it does sound good uh i've watched a couple games and they do a really good job on it and I'm I'm genuinely kind of sad that it doesn't hold my attention because I wish I'd be more of a fan of some of this stuff, but it just it's not for me. And I can respect it though. It's it's some really cool stuff that they're doing, and I've seen a couple like highlight clips, just like in real sports, of people doing crazy stuff. And when people do crazy stuff, especially in games that you play, I feel like you can appreciate it a little bit more because. Like you know, you know exactly what it takes to have to do whatever they just did. Right. All right. Well, Quentin, thank you so much, man. Uh, as always, your insight is very refreshing, and uh, hope to talk to you next week. How can people follow you? On Xbox or Twitter at Firewall. And as for me, uh, the Behanities on Xbox, Lazy Tech Tony on Twitter, and all my other YouTube links are in the description below. And when I say links, I actually mean links. If if 
if my HTML days have come back to me properly, I've actually put links you can click on, whether you're on your phone or you're on your desktop, and it can go directly to our respective pages. Um, and you can just hooray that way. Yeah, and yeah, so that's fun. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye, guys.